0: stared at her own reflection in the pitted glass. With masses of curly auburn hair to contend with, Theodosia sometimes projected the aura of a Renaissance woman captured in portrait by Raphael or even Botticelli. She had a smooth peaches and cream complexion and intense blue eyes, and she often wore the slightly bemused look of a self-sufficient woman. A woman who, in her mid-thirties, had found herself to be a successful entrepreneur, possessed a fair amount of life experiences, and had hooked up with a nice boyfriend to boot. So life was good. Delane patted her dark, upswept hair, and her eyes glittered. She was a successful business owner, too, with her upscale cotton duck boutique. But she was of a predatory nature, always on the prowl for the next new experience or thrill. The Eidosia, on the other hand, had found contentment. Her tea shop was cozy, charming, and always stuffed to the rafters with good friends and guests. And Drayton and Haley, her two dear friends, worked alongside her. Delane turned from the mirror and shrugged. Her nerves were starting to fizz again, and she could barely stand still. She whirled one way, then the other, and asked, Have you seen my sister? Where on earth is Nadine? I know, said Theodosia. She's late. Then again, Nadine was perpetually late. That woman would be late to her own funeral, Delane spat out. There was a clump clump from out in the hallway, and then an overly chirpy cry of, here I am. Nadine charged into the room, looking damp Self-absorbed, and not one bit apologetic. Sorry to be late, she chortled. But did you know Bay Street was actually flooded? My cab driver had to detour for miles. Delane's mouth fell open as she stared in horror at her sister, who was practically a spitting image of her, if not a couple of pounds heavier. Nadine brushed drops of rain from her khaki trench coat, as she struggled with the handle of a pink paisley umbrella. Close that umbrella, Delane cried. Nadine stopped fussing, frowned distractedly, then stared down at the damp, half-open umbrella that was clutched in her hands. What's wrong now, she asked. Don't you know it's bad luck, cried Delane? You never open an umbrella in the house, Delane was a big believer in signs, portents, and superstitions. Sorry, Nadine mumbled, then added in a more acerbic tone. But in case you hadn't noticed, it's raining buckets outside. I noticed, said Delane, gritting her teeth. Really, do you think I planned for bad weather? Do you think I called the National Weather Service and asked for the precise day on which we were going to have a deluge of biblical proportions? Nadine stiffened as she struggled with her umbrella. You don't have to be so snippy. Whatever, said Delane, turning away from her. Not wanting to get dragged into a sister versus sister fight, Theodosia continued to unpack the five smaller bouquets made up of tea roses and chamomile. These, too, were perfectly composed, dainty and fragrant, and frothy with blooms. Maybe you could take these bouquets into the next room, Theodosia suggested to Nadine, and give them to the other bridesmaids. I suppose, sighed Nadine, whose nose was still out of joint. When she was finally alone with Delane, Theodosia said, Okay, what else do you need? She was finding maid of honor duties to be more trouble than she'd ever imagined. Good thing it would be all over in a matter of hours. Delaine did a little pirouette, letting her enormous skirt billow out around her. Then she peered into the mirror again. I really look okay? Gorgeous, said Theodosia, trying to stifle a yawn. She'd been up late, helping to decorate and arrange the seating in the downstairs fireplace room. I do feel we could have used a touch more planning, said Delaine. It is...